Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two fools who survived season 2 and lived to tell the tale. <laughs> Here are Ruin Tugs. <laughs> you have a I have a talent right here. <laughs> Welcome to season 2, episode 24, the season 2 wrap up of For What It's Worth. Yay! Woo! It's over. No, not completely. No, it's it's over. In Bye. All, in, Bye, guys. <laughs> in all fairness, this is our last regular style episode. We have one special coming up after this, which you heard the trailer for if you listened to the last episode we released, the live show at For Idaho. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. We've been working on it for a year. But as far as the last regular What You're Used To episode, this is it. Until season three. And this which... is still going to be a kind of a weird sounding episode. So Yeah, because we're going to be all reminiscent. Yeah. Uh, but season three, just so you stop panicking, will start the first weekend in June. We will be tickling your eardrums. We just want a month off to recover, relax, recharge the batteries. Pl- <laughs> what did you do this week? Well. <laughs> Next time it'll be, what did you do last month and a half? We should give a little bit of a recap of for Idaho. How did you think that it went? I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> no, I feel like I've sighed every time someone's asked me about for Idaho and the mic's been on. I, it's not that it was a bad experience at all. It was a lot of fun. It was very exhausting. It was, though. It was so tiring. We almost needed, like, a vacation after. Well, after you know, that. when we got up on the stage, I was all, oh, I've never had this much fun getting exhausted. <laughs> Which is basically what it was. It was a... It was a lot of fun. I mean, we had some pretty amazing panels. Um, a lot of people really enjoyed that cookie, that cookie social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did get one naysayer. I found them on on the Twitter. See, we have monitoring. Um, eh, you know, one person out of thirty, whatever, forty people went. Yeah, I'd say it's good. That's a good return. D- definitely. And um, the talent show went well. And the fur suit Olympics apparently went well because I've heard nothing but positive things about it. And, and even though that me and you thought that we were like dead, dead. Well, and the thing is, is Loki, who injured her arm, came back and got first place. Yeah, and that was cool. So I like and that. that live show was amazing. A lot it of is. people. We had press there. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did have press there. Several press members actually. In fact, we have an article. We should um, we should link it. We should. Um, we'll link it in the episode. If someone remembers to tell me that, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> what press? This is news to me. Um, we had a blogger from, I like conventions. I love conventions. Mm-hmm, they, something like yeah. that. Um, I know that the the Boise Daily Paper was there. Mm-hmm. Um, there were four or five people from the media. Oh, you know, I, I stand corrected. The Boise Daily Newspaper person got kicked out. Um, they were photographing in the first suit lounge, and they were told not to. Hmm. Uh, but other than that, uh, yeah, there was some you know small press, but it was cool. Was that the guy of the picture that was notoriously tweeted? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. He deserved to get kicked out. Yeah, uh, guys. He, uh, where, no matter where you stand on the headless debate, the first suit lounge is a no photo zone. That's just my two cents on the matter. Yep, it's, it's definitely. If if they end up saying like, okay, you guys, no no pictures, you know, if it's like after the first shoot parade and everybody's like dying and technically that area is considered the headless lounge or yeah, even don't if go it's photographing it. 
during the Olympics or whatever, and people are taking their heads off, and they say, don't pho- it. photograph it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that either. Well, we also had Wreck-It Ralph there. Yeah, Wreck-It. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. So it was fun. Uh, if you bought Frederick's music, thank you. Um, I've been talking to him off the air, and he really appreciates everyone's support. And he's glad you like his, st- his stuff. 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 He does some pretty amazing stuff. He's got some amazing stuff coming season three, I hope. So, what else have you been up to this week? This week, I have been doing a whole lot of nothing, which has been wonderful. uh, Because the month before for Idaho, we were getting busy. Uh, I went for a walk with our guest in studio with us, who we'll introduce in a moment. (laughs) Yay! Um, I have been making attempts to crack SimCity, which is coming along slowly. Um, But a bunch of my friends and I are playing in a shared region, which is kind of fun. Can't say I'm a fan of EA's BS DRM, but the game itself is enjoyable. I went off to, um, on Wednesday, you know, I do do weekly Wednesday night activities. We put together, like, an, an improv Easter egg hunt. Like, I just bought a whole bunch of Easter eggs and just, like... Did you hide them on your body? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, just checking. But um, we had Mystery Bunny there, so... Oh. Yeah, so we had Mystery Bunny and we went around hunting for Easter eggs and um, we gave them out to some people that, that were there at the park and they were all wanting to take pictures with the Easter Bunny. And then after that, we went to, to Denny's and in suit. Did CSI Bunny show up? <laughs> no, CSI Bunny didn't oh, show up this that time. would have been so awesome if you would have showed up twice. <laughs> Seriously, how creepy would that have been? That would have been really Is creepy. Is he a bunny or a bear? I thought he was a bunny. He was like a polar bear. Polar oh, bear. I, you're right. You're right. Thank you. A um, polar bear with a pole. Yeah. <laughs> with a boner. <laughs> Way to go <laughs> subtle, people. Subtle. Uh, I'd like to remind all our hosts and sound engineers that we have people under 18 listening to the show when they shouldn't be. Uh, we know you're there. Hi. <laughs> we never said that they shouldn't be listening. Well, this show's rated adult. Uh-huh. It's okay when I well okay I'm not gonna say it's okay because I'll get my ass in trouble. Um, I'm just going to say that when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, I was entering the wrong birth date lots of places. You know I think that it's because we <laughs> it's have that wrong. explicit type thing, and they're like thinking that we're gonna be like talking about all this naughty stuff. Well, we could, but we're not. <laughs> um, what else has been going on this week? I feel like I'm forgetting something really important. Oh, I, I want to tell a story because it's the end of the season and I haven't told the story yet and I've been forgetting no! until now. No! <laughs> go ahead. So I'm going to tell the story and then we'll go to the cookie. I'm going to be embarrassed. So if, many moons ago, actually more like a month and a half. Many, many moons ago. It was just when the winter was starting to, to kind of ease off. Rue and I had gone to a party and uh, we were coming back. There was, there was more than us in the car. I think there were a few other people. Uh, but uh, we were coming along on city streets because we knew it was a holiday weekend uh, and the, the state patrol was doing blitzes for DUI. Um, and because Rue was such a lush, he didn't have a drop to drink at the party, whereas <laughs> I was I was a little tipsy, but I was, you know, there. Anyway, we were coming um, down one of the main streets here in, in town, State Street, and we had just gone on it, and I go, oh, look, a cop is following you. Um <laughs> And awesome. and the thing is, is we weren't, Rue wasn't sure where we were going, so he kind of swerved a little bit. So the cop pulls him over and says, hey, you know, just checking. He was fishing for drunks. And it was, and Rue freaked out. Who likes getting talked to by the cops? 
Uh, so the cop let him go, you know, whatever. He wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, and so, like, five miles down the road, I sw- it's something like that. Um, just a few blocks before my house. Um, I'm joking. I joke at Rue, and I go, look, another cop pulled up behind you. <laughs> and he goes to this intersection, and a cop lit him up again within five minutes. And pulled him over. And Rue was so mad and freaked out at the same time. I'd never seen him like this. And he rolls the window down. And the and the officer's like, good evening, uh, you know, sir, blah, 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 blah. He asks for the ID. And he didn't say sir. No, he did. He did? Yeah. Okay. He asked for the insurance and registration, uh, driver's license, blah, blah, blah. Looks at the ID and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> he corrected himself correctly. And uh, <laughs> same spiel and Ruth's freaking out. Do you need me to get out of the car? <laughs> and all this stuff. And uh, and I was like, you want to go somewhere else, see if we can get a third? And he was pissed. And <laughs> it was the greatest because he was so freaked out. And I was like, stop all, stop with all the cops pulling me over. Two and times it, within five and minutes. Ever since then, I I hate driving home from game night. You know, with you because I'm always afraid that I'm going to get pulled over from those stupid cops, and they're they're gonna what? They're Wait. not stupid. Those cops are okay. protecting you. You are correct. Okay, I'm sorry. I will go back. You know what? He called me a woman, okay? I can call him stupid for a second. Well, it is kind of stupid if it says sex M and he says ma'am, because M doesn't mean ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it means mammy. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going there. Uh, I, even, I wasn't even wearing a hat that day. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that for that story. So time for a cookie. Yay, cookies! I have a real cookie today, so you're going to hear the wrapper. Okay. Here is the cookie moment. All right, it says, Get your mindset. Confidence will lead you on in bed with a cookie. Get your mindset. <laughs> Get your mindset. Confidence will lead you on. Oh, and it has lucky numbers. Should we go into those? No. <laughs> so, we have had a season we've had our ups we've had our downs and today we we're had gonna... naked people at one point yes we have naked people. That, was, wonderful. that was pretty interesting more on that later yes <laughs> so so you are the last original host standing how do you feel about that you've completed now two full seasons i hope to be here 7,000 seasons later. I'm not doing this show for 7,000 years. <laughs> 7,000? Are you sure? Yeah, I think I'll be dead. Oh, no, you can't die. You live forever and we will ever do this show. The internet will let us live forever. Eternal life. Anyways. Moving on. Thank yes. you. So we had a lot of things happen this season. Uh, we had, what did we have happen? Well, we had you. Yeah, <laughs> you happen. Uh, we have a oh oh wait wait wait. What else did we have? We had a guest show up for this episode, so we better introduce her before we. Oh keep hi, guest. <laughs> introduce yourself. You've been on the show before, haven't you? 
I have. You were asking sex questions to us. I was asking lots of questions. <laughs> Hi, it's Jenica. Yay! I'm back. She's a human being. Yeah. Human being. I like how the borrowers call them human beings. She's she's a human that talks to animals. She's the dog whisperer. She's the, she's the dog. <laughs> well, so the story goes that she and I were talking the other day, and uh, I basically volunteered her that she's coming over and going to be on the show. <laughs> no, I was scheduled to be audience. Now I'm on the show. <laughs> there is no audience on the last show of the season. <laughs> You're all here. Yeah. So as you were saying, we've had a lot of changes. Yeah, we've had a lot of changes. We've also um, added Fire Breath as well. And the new format. Oh, yeah, the new format. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? I don't know. Hello. This is time to record the show. I'm just I'm just thinking of like all the amazing stuff that's happened this season. But one of the things that we've changed in um, the show is the format. I mean, we didn't have a format before. It was more or less just us just BSing, kind of like what we are just doing right now. It's <laughs> called ramble casting. Yeah, we just ramble casted and we just basically talked about, you know, how we felt and you know that that's good for some people, but I think that the show has greatly benefited from that change. And I have really enjoyed um being able to see that change in the show and be a little bit more organized. Shall we go down memory lane? Yes. Okay. Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. This is Rue, and this is For What It's Worth. Today, we have a special guest with us. We're going to have Tugs here. I thought I was co-hosting. Am I just a guest? I'm I'm demoted. Well, co-hosting. Hi again, everyone. Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. This is Rue. This is Tugs. And this is For For What What It's It's Worth. Today, we are going to be talking about Poppy Burst. And I was afraid to become homo. Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two people who have mold in their heads, Rue and Tugs. So that was the first time that I was on the show as host. Yeah, and then the first time that we had Fire Breath. No, the after that, it was the first time we used our theme song that we are now officially using. Yeah. And uh, much better microphones. Much better God. microphones, yeah. Then there was uh, Uro telling us about his favorite fear. <laughs> <laughs> that was from your episode, wasn't it? 
I don't remember. I think it was. Uh, and then we had Fire Breath and his first announcement and his first English announcement. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we're just talking about ourselves today. That's what we are doing. <laughs> it's we're just okay. it's okay. You're all remembering with us, right? Right. Yep. Everyone not in the air. Mm, mm-hmm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Or if you're running, you know, you can. I don't know. <laughs> if you're driving, if you're driving, please don't nod. You know, just you know. Yeah. If you're driving, driving, please keep two hands on the wheel at all times. <laughs> Uh, we had some new segments. We had the top ten. We had hate mail, uh, the listener mailbag, which and we is, had the news. Yeah, the mailbag has become a big favorite. I love the mailbag. I do too. It's like it's like love coming from a bag. A bag. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, something we wanted to do uh, this season was thank Corey for all of his hard work. He is often the unsung hero of our show because he sits at the board, and yes, he does have a microphone, but. He's busy pushing buttons and making us sound fabulous. It's a difficult job. And hauling our equipment around. Uh, but we, we love him to death. It's one of those almost thankless positions, but we could not do this show without Koru. Yeah, and we... so I am grateful to be able to have him on our show because, like, before, I, I mean, you guys, we I don't know, we sound like crap. There we go. I, I'm not even going <laughs> to... Well, the thing is, is what was happening is we had one person that was hosting the show and running the board at the exact same time, you know, but now we have somebody that's just doing the board and we sound so much more um, professional and amazing. So um, the show could could not do what we're doing without Koru. Do you have anything you want to say, Koru? Not really. You're welcome. Thank you for giving a wonderful speech to your ovation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we also added the um, game. The game. Uh, that the was. Game. Did you have any favorites? You know, we've. I really like the dice game and singing. You know the songs and stuff like that. That's pretty fun. That was the episode after yours, Jenica. Did yeah. you listen to that one? The women in the fandom episode. I did listen to that one. Where they yeah. were rolling the dice. Yeah. We brought it back for Fur Idaho. We did. Because it, it is a particularly long game, which is why we never did it again. Uh, but it's... We could probably do it again. It's just, we would have to have a short episode and the game would have to be longer. Yeah. It was but... fun, though. <coughs> it was a lot of fun. You Are you still using What's a... your favorite? Hold on, what? You could play using a die four. A die four. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even work? It's a pyramid, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. I know stuff. What was my favorite game? You you don't know what a D four is? You need to be a you know you need. I don't tabletop role play. Tabletop. I know I'm lame. It's awesome. What was my favorite game? I don't know. There were a lot. The ones with the absurd questions were my favorite. I, I like I like <laughs> the one where it's like what what am I thinking? Venus. Venus. <laughs> yes, the Mars and Venus game was hilarious. <laughs> I have so many games planned for season three. <laughs> Yay! So much more to come. Then we had three live shows. We had Anime Bonsai. FC, which was amazing that we got that many people on that side of the building. And for Idaho. So um, I would have to say, what, what would you say would be your favorite live show? I don't know, Jenica. What is it? I liked um, the one in California. FC? Yeah, FC. I liked listening to that one the most. And it's probably because of all the fire alarms that went off because it was. Oh, no, that was Anime Bonsai. <laughs> <Was that> bonsai? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what it was because 
Just that one was, was hilarious. Oh my god, the fire alarm! We could not get through that show because we kept having to evacuate the building twice. Yeah, twice. And the third time they were like, "Yeah, just ignore it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can stay here. But just ignore it. The building but could what be on was fire. Great, just stay here. What was great about that show is that everybody could have had an opportunity to leave the show, but yet they came back, and you know we had a great audience that stayed there. So. And that would have been a perfect time to leave, too. Exactly, Everybody evacuated, and just nobody came back. <laughs> go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, the, if they were bored of the show, that would be great mm-hmm. to go do something else. But they came back yep. twice. They did. <laughs> I like the FC show for two reasons. Because it started our tradition of giving away things at furry conventions, as our audience thank you. Because we've done the bottle openers and the shot glasses now. I want a shot glass. <laughs> you had to go to for Idaho. They're all gone. <laughs> we had, we ordered 72 of those, and they were gone instantly. We were begging people to take those bottle openers away at FC, which was kind of sad. But I was throwing them in, in random taxi cabs that were driving by, too. He did. He did. <laughs> I was like, how the hell are you doing that? Uh, but to be fair, the con had put us in the Hilton, which is way, way beyond the concourse. You, know, you have to walk like... Next time that that yeah. happens, we're going <laughs> to... Uh, but yeah, they, we had, you had to walk all the way down the Hilton. So the fact that we filled up the room as much as we did was, was pretty good. We filled it about what? 60%. Yeah. There was a lot of people that said that they were running panels there and they had no one show up. Yeah. yeah. So at all. So that was a good success. I, that was fun. I think we're going to try and do it again. You know, one of my favorite would have to be for Idaho, you know, sitting down with, um, with everyone there and just. Um, going through what people's favorite furry moments were. And I, I think that um, what one person said is it it brought them laughter and then it brought them in, brought them to tears, basically, all in the same show. And so it was an emotional show. It was fun. I, I enjoy it. I'm the type of person that's very heartfelt. So I like episodes that have meaning to it, have substance and you know, teach you something or, I don't know, make you feel good afterward. So, anyways. <laughs> then we did two specials. Uh, the Halloween one. That was fun because we had live music. Yeah. That was fun. And then uh, next, That of was course. really enjoyable. <laughs> like, you know, sitting here, like, telling stories and having having somebody on a keyboard right in our in our studio. That was pretty awesome. Our studio. 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 And then we have the next special, which we talked about earlier in the episode, so we won't go into it again. Uh, but the My First Fursuit, uh, once we get it all put together, it's, it's, it's coming together now. It's, uh, but it will be amazing. be amazing. I'm really excited for it. Like That's going to be like the best way to end um, season two is this next episode. And if you guys don't like it, then I'm going to... Well, <laughs> then I'm going to cry. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just, just to be clear, the goal of it is not necessarily to... To give fursuiters more ego stroking than they already get. Because a fursuit, let's admit it, it's for attention, right? Right? You got it? It's fun. It's fun. But there's an attention element. Uh, part of it is so that people who don't have fursuits and maybe never will get one will at least understand to a little degree what it's like. The anticipation, what it's like when you put it on, the things that you think are different that aren't, those kinds of things. It's it's really, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's an experience to, to go through and, it, yeah. It's it'll be eye It'll be a ride. It'll be a it'll ride. Be fun. Indeed it will. So that's kind of what we did this season. Yay. Yay. So lots of stuff. I know. So now that we've talked about ourselves for the last how many minutes, Corey? Um thirteen and fifty seconds. Yay! All right, sweet. So for the last fourteen minutes, 
We are now going to stop and we are going to take our first break, come back, and then we're going to actually start playing specific memories sent in by you, collected from everyone on the cast, and so forth. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Today we start in national news. Ink Bunny, one of the most trafficked furry art sites on the internet, has announced they have gone open source with version 3.0 available today. The move comes after limited development cycles due to limited staff resources. The management of the site has stated they hope this will help the site to evolve regularly. The 2013 Ursa Major Awards are now open for voting. The award is a community-based award where members are allowed to vote for their favorite shows. Votes are being accepted until May 15, 2013. The awards will then be announced at Anthrocon 2013 this coming July. Disney Pixar has announced another sequel for a Pixar fan favorite in the form of Finding Dory. Ellen DeGeneres has confirmed she will be reprising her role as the famed Blue Fish. The film is tentatively scheduled for release in 2015. There is no local news to report at this time. Upcoming local meets. The Utah Furries will be meeting at Liberty Park in Salt Lake City on Saturday, April 13th at noon. Please note, smoking is strictly forbidden at the venue due to a local city ordinance forbidding smoking within the boundaries of any city-owned park. Upcoming conventions. Biggest Little FurCon is May 3rd through 5th at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno, Nevada. The theme is Roaring Twenties. Califer is being held May 31st to June 2nd at the Irvine Marriott in Southern California. The theme is Virtual Reality Inspired by Tron. Other announcements. For what it's worth, Season 3 will begin on June 2nd, 2013 after a brief May hiatus. Two best-of releases will be made available in the month of May to tide listeners over until the start of the season. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Stay tuned as we read our emails for your favorite moments of Season 2, we open the listener mailbag, and more. This is For What It's Worth, and we are in your head. Welcome back from break. Hey! Ouch! What the hell? Sorry! What the hell was that? I moved my hand. Alright, well now that we're all deaf. <laughs> today on For What It's Worth, we are talking about favorite moments and memories. We just recapped our changes of the season. We had a blast for 10 minutes. And now we are moving into the good stuff. So. So we have some favorite moments. We do. For what it's worth, favorite moment. One from email. (laughs) One from Canada. One from email. (laughs) Yes. This is a really cool email, and I was just tickled when we got it. It was awesome. And I know Rue was just all over it, like, woo. So go ahead and read that for us, will you? Okay, so the subject line would be email from Canada. Hooray. Okay, this is from Retro J. I'm going to pronounce it Takomi. Um, It says... Greetings, Rue and Tugs. Not really a furry. I think that I would make a terrible furry. But your show has fondly paved a way into my heart. I just happened to find... Find... 
I just happened to found, says found, I just happened to find your show after a day of no video game podcast updates. Feeling bored, I thought of downloading a documentary-like podcast, so I chose Furries at the topic and ended up with For What It's Worth. I'd like to say that you both do a fantastic job leaving me smiling to the end of each episode. I've listened to three season one episodes and the four latest episodes. I had an email right after listening to, to your video game episode, which I might add, nice music choice in the background, and say, why has no one brought up Solato Robo? Okay. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Okay, Solato Robo for the for the Nintendo <laughs> DS. Wow. Just saying. Um, <laughs> for the Nintendo DS, is it because the anthros in it are mostly cats and dogs? I know the game can seem a bit easy and always seem to hold your hand during some puzzles or where to go, but I feel that one thing that this game has, unlike other games, is, that, is a lot of charm was put into it. It makes me want to mail you my copy just to make you play the game. What's it on? Did, did he say? Nintendo DS. Okay. I'd play it. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I have to say. Can't wait for future episodes. I think that Rue sounds adorable and Tug sounds like a great guy to drink with. I don't have any fursona, yes. but if I did, I would be a robot cat. Like the robot from Scratchy the Simpsons. Told you I'd make a terrible furry. From Retro J Takomi. P.S. Sorry if this email seems a little long, but if it makes you feel better, the email was going to be a lot longer than usual. For the record, there's a furry who has an egg chair fursona, so I think robot cat is nowhere near crossing the line. I don't know what defines a terrible furry, but... I don't. He doesn't sound like he would be. No. Well, there's um. Oh my gosh! I know exactly what time it is. Oh my goodness! Oh, I want cookies. <laughs> He's clutching his head. He's so excited. He's blowing out the board. Scoodoo sent us not a little box, not a medium box. Okay, it's officially a medium box, but it seems like a huge box. Is a bowling ball it's, in there? It's a medium flat rate box. It doesn't matter what it is. But the thing is that inside, as we had read in his email a few weeks ago from Wisconsin, actually it was last Wisconsin, show, Wisconsin, Texas, Texas yeah. there are snickerdoodles that Scoodoo makes and apparently ginger snaps as I learned when I opened the box and so we're going to do a food review live so I'm yes. going to distribute one cookie to each person including our wonderful sound engineer these are ginger snaps, they're I mean, ginger no, they're snaps. not snaps though because huh? they're not snappy, they're, they're ginger they're ginger cookies but ginger snap cookies, they, he can still call it that it's definitely one of the best ones that I've tasted. Yeah, it's not like you said. It's not too, um, it's not too chewy or too crunchy. It just it holds together, but it's it, it bites nicely. Yeah. The flavor, you know, I was. It's not extremely sharp. It's very, no. very consistent. It's, it's very um, good. It's not overly sweet. Working at a donut factory and making thousands and thousands of donuts every day and hundreds of pounds of chocolate every day and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I sort of have an aversion to sweet stuff now. But um, these are actually really good. I would eat these, you know. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much done with donuts. But these, <laughs> these cookies rock, man. Mm-hmm. Out of all the cookies I've had, including commercial cookies, this is probably an 8.75. I'm a hard grader, keep in mind. Okay. I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there, Rue. This, this is a good cookie. Delicious. It's, it's, and, and, and compared to all the, I'll say, within the ginger snap category, it's probably the best that I've had. Okay. okay, seriously, as a person who hates ginger and ginger stuff, those ginger snaps are just absolutely awesome. One to ten? I'd have to say nine. Yeah. Because, I mean, they are the best ginger snaps that I've had. No. This is fantastic. I love cookies. Thank you so much. <laughs> He's really excited. He's not even... This is... This is really great to see. 
I'm really, really good. This is something magical. I mean, we realize what's going on here. We've got cookies we'll from with the cookie. Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs> Just for you guys, for what you're doing, you know. This is this is fantastic. This is something to be proud of that the furry fandom has brought us, you know. Mm-hmm. We would never have had anything close to this experience unless we were a part of this fandom. That's Here right. we are, eating right. these cookies. Are you struggling in your day-to-day life? Are you lonely, listless, or ugly? Do you find your emotions a wild roller coaster of ups and downs? When someone asks if you're happy, do you find yourself responding, you're just tired? Consider the warmth and blessings of the Church of St. Mattress. Join us in worship from the comfort of your own home for regular services on Saturday and Sunday morning. Need a quick pick-me-up? We also offer evening services upon request. Church services are found everywhere, often in your own home. On the go? No problem. You can worship anywhere. Members have been known to express their devotions during long meetings in the office, on their lunch hour, after large meals, and late night drives. Like drinking? No problem. Our members have found this only increases their likelihood to more immediately seek happiness through worship. Church of St. Mattress services are flexible and accommodate singles, couples, and large groups. Join us in reading from the Holy Scriptures. The Book of St. Serta, St. Seely, St. Simmons, and St. Ersprung offer our members comfort the more they partake. And should you find yourself seeking the good word when out of town, pre-recorded sermons from the St. Hydebed will allow you to keep the faith. So what are you waiting for? Our doors are always open and services start on your schedule. Make your life better through worship. The Church of St. Mattress. Swedish services available only in select Tempur-Pedic meeting houses. <laughs> that never gets old. I know. <laughs> I went to the Church of St. Mattress this morning myself. Yeah. I had Sleeping? a wonderful prayer service. <laughs> did you or did your kids get you up? Uh, no, the woodpecker in my backyard woke me up at 7.30. How oh. dare he disturb the holy sanctimony of the Church of St. Mattress? <laughs> I hate spring. You it know, comes I, every year. We just renovated the chapel, actually. And I've got to tell you, it has way more space than it ever has. <laughs> It can accommodate singles, couples, and large groups. <laughs> you don't have a bed in your room. So now. you got a you new have bed. <laughs> a room in my bed. Are you saying Pretty that much. you're offering for singles, couples, and multiple groups? <laughs> we can have a party in your room now. <laughs> okay. On so. the bed. <laughs> On my bed. <laughs> yep. With a cookie. <laughs> oh god. We can have lots of cookies. It's a big bed. Speaking yeah. of cookies. Speaking of cookies, that was awesome. Like that experience of having cookies sent to us and and just they were delicious. And I can still like like listening to that memory, like I can like taste them in my mouth. <laughs> Seriously, you need to come to more of our shows. Why aren't you coming to more of our shows? Um I have no excuse. <laughs> you missed out on some damn fine cookies And you know what else um, I, We don't have the clip um, But when Rhapsody sent us those mint chocolate chip cookies Or mint chocolate cookies you know, Remember good. those Oh, Those were so good Rhapsody We need more <laughs> <laughs> No don't beg, don't beg no, them no. for cookies I'm not going to do it for serious But those were mighty fine cookies They were loaded with nutrients, vitamins uh, They were calorie free I thought it was cool when we got the party lamp. The party, the party light. light? Yeah. yeah, the party yeah, light. We still have it. Yep. They're calorie free if you just look at them and don't eat them. <laughs> and then we had the very first email from Retro, who is the first person who ever tuned into our show. And as it turns out, we found out in December 
through email that he actually did convert to furry. He yeah. joined us. He I know. Came a furry. Oh, That's here cool. it is. Ready? Happy Easter. Yay. <laughs> and Robert enters the room. <laughs> no. We we had someone else um convert too recently. And I can't remember who it is offhand. But I do remember we Don't you feel just so Was it me? <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. How is it being a fox? <laughs> I feel like we're like never mind, that's kinda Who has who has the email from Jody? Jody, I do. Hi Jody. Okay, well, Jody sent us this lovely email, basically explaining what some of her favorite moments of the season was. It says, hi, for what it's worth. I hope you guys are well. I have found myself um, struck with the norovirus. Norvovirus. Norvovirus. Yes, norvovirus. The upside is that I have been able to listen to your podcast, although I have plowed through about six episodes over the last couple of days. I'm still on episode 14, Furry Romance. My favorite episode moments from season two so far as, are as follow. Number three. Stereotypes. Just how just how you were able to jump back and forth and talk about all the people you've met at different um, conventions and how their personalities and personas did or did not fit the established stereotype. I remember that. That was a lot of fun. It was a great episode. Um, two, Furley asked questions. Amy and Jenica were favorite, um, were fantastic. Um, provocateurs. Provocateurs. Yeah, provocateurs. Although a little um, preoccupied on the sex angle. Are you preoccupied with sex? N- not usually. <laughs> so what was up with all the sex questions? It must have been all the random people in the room. <laughs> so how do, how do I'm you, blaming them. How do you feel since you are here, Jenica, that we have a viewer that says that they really enjoyed their episode, that it was their second favorite episode of our whole season? That's exciting for me because I'm new to the whole thing. Um, I just, that was my first, or one of my first times coming and listening to the the show and stuff. So having people like it. How was, how was that experience? Well, if you were terrifying. to reflect. <laughs> really? Well, why? Uh, it's more so of just being in a room with a whole bunch of people that I don't have that particular in common with them. You don't have a connection. Yeah. I'm interested, but it's not like I'm full-blown. So next time we should have cocktails? <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> Number one, please. Wow. <laughs> You've been hanging out too much. Oh. And the, the number one episode for her was the Mother's Day episode. How cute is Rue? Also, um, because of the mindset I was brought up with, I would never have been able to talk uh, about my family like you guys have. Wait, is that good or bad? <laughs> well, basically, she's talking about the Mother's Day episode where we had, 
Yuri Yu's mother, and we also had Elle's mother mm-hmm. on the podcast as well. And um, we had a Mother's Day episode where we talked to them about furries and about what they, you know, how we felt about it. And we got their insight on how they felt about their sons being a furry. And it was a very powerful episode. Um, I, I was brought to tears. So, so you're saying that she wouldn't be, she was saying that she wouldn't be able to have done that. Is that what? Yeah, I, I think that, yeah. That that's what she's basically saying. Okay. So, can we have another Mother's Day episode with Tug's mom? I want to be here for that. <laughs> oh, I don't have an effect for that. <laughs> Hell no. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that the direction that the podcast is going is great. Please keep it going. Best regards, Yay! Jody. Thank you, Jody, for sending that in to us. Hooray! All right. You guys ready for another trip back in time? I don't know. That last one kind of, I don't know. It kind of messed me up a little bit. We crashed through a window and all this like weird stuff happened. Shh. Time for Fire Breath's favorites. For what it's worth, favorite moment. Check, but it's okay. <laughs> how, so how did you find the fandom? Um, actually, I stumbled on it by mistake. Um, I stumbled on it by mistake, and what what ended up with the fandom of, like, why I joined it or whatever was I found this, like, culture of people on the internet, and they all had these little, like, pretend animal people, and I was like, oh my god, that's the cutest thing. I want one. And <laughs> so it wasn't like a, like, a, oh, I think I'm an animal or anything like that. It was just like, oh, these Once upon a time, I was supposed to have a girlfriend. Uh, this was when I was living overseas, so it never really went anywhere, and I didn't really care, to be honest. She cared. I didn't care. Because, you, you know, you're, what, like, 14? Who cares? Was, right? was that the ambassador's daughter? No, I never actually officially dated her. We're not changing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, so Swoot is Swift Fox and Jim Groat. What? <laughs> this is, this is, way, way to make this quiz this extremely is, easy for us. This is a bit of an uh, in-joke because Jim Groat is notorious for disliking baby furs and Swift Fox is a very prominent <laughs> yeah. baby fur. See, that's what I first thought when I was reading this. I thought they were actual couples and I'm like, how the hell is this working? <laughs> So, Jenica sent us her funniest Halloween moment, but before I read it, does anyone have a really funny Halloween story? Probably when I dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire, and, like, I had... Did you really? Yeah, I did. I had balloon boots, and, like, I was walking down the hall, and, like, a mother pointed out to me and said, Oh, honey, you're lopsided. (laughs) 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 I'm lopsided. This little story comes from a little puppy bear called Tugsy. 
Bugsy wasn't always happy. You know, he left his friends and care a lot. And he went to, went to Earth in search for something better. There was only one way to stop him. And so he ate him in one bite. And little Munchie, the cookie muncher, was no more. That's it? <laughs> not it. Here's the very ending. Little Rue <laughs> came down to little Tugsy and picked him up. And they became friends that very day. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> if I could only record the looks on Tug's face during the whole story. Stop it! No, he has a ruler! That's called a yardstick. Yeah. It's a big, thick Lowe's one. Please continue. <laughs> no. Can I read my own question? Yes. No. No, he has the answer. Oh. <laughs> when the United States Senate was, um, uh, <laughs> they held hearings, which led to us to the creation of the Comics Code. What was the first of these famous hearings? <laughs> what? what was the name of the hearing? Yes. Oh. Why did you just hit me? Because you can't read. The Comics Code oh. hearing? <laughs> did you ever recover from those? No, I still have welts. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. You guys, uh. you guys, this just... I don't know. It just brings smiles to my face seeing some of these memories. We've had a really, really fantastic ride. This is, this is awesome. Sorry about the poor audio mix, guys. I was literally cutting this stuff at like 1 a.m. after getting up at 5 a.m. And I was tired. Uh, so, yes, I do know it drowned it out. My bad. Sorry, guys. Um, but that this oh, my God, so much laughter came right from those four points. Fire Breath knows how to pick them. <laughs> That story, by the he, way. Why did he pick the one that that you were like abusing me and hitting me? Just kidding. What about the story? Because that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> Everyone likes to see pain. It's called Schadenfreude. Didn't you know? 
All right, Jenica, you have Remy's email. Wait, what were you going to say about story? Oh, never tell that story again. Oh, why? That was a good story. Because I can't stand it when people tell Caldecott award-winning stories like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Remy has to say his favorite. Remy is a she. She. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Her favorite moment was listening to you guys tell us, the audience, about your live audience members, and how their clothing was slowly disappearing through episode seven. Welcome to Furry High. (laughs) (laughs) So we can talk about that now because we didn't say who was in the audience, right? Um, Hayrider was in the audience. Oh, you were going to With a bunch of people. With a bunch of people. And they were all like just losing clothes as we were recording. And like you'd look over and there would be more and more skin under this blanket. And you're like, what the hell is going on over there? (laughs) I still don't know what was going on over there, but we were commenting on it. (laughs) Well, he had a blanket over him, so no. whatever. Yeah, I know. It, it was, wasn't like that there was somebody next to him. It was, just, it was just him. He, he was here for recording part of the upcoming special, funny enough. Um, and now he's going to kill us for revealing. But eh, what did he do? Then he's slowly stripping his clothes. So, time for another trip. No. Okay. <laughs> for what it's worth, favorite moment. Prepared to listen. We've started dishing. To introduce you to the furry fandom. We're happy you listen, although we're random. To immerse you in information and culture. Beaming straight to your ears, it's almost like torture. Rue. Tugs. For what it's worth streaming to you with all of its might. Turn it up now and buckle up tight. Yeah, that's nice. Now stop screwing around and get going already. We have a show to do. Hey, bitches. It's Keo. So, Miss Tugs told me and told me and told me I should write in or, you know, leave a voicemail. And since I'm lazy and can't write a message to save my life, I decided I was going to call in and leave a message. Fabulous free, right? (laughs) So... I absolutely adore your podcast, by the way. It is so informative, and I think it's so helpful to new furs or sometimes even older furs, you know? Um, I, <laughs> Rue and your cookie, honey, I I want to have a cookie with you. I just thought you should know. Um, I really hope to do another podcast with you guys sometime soon, and really keep what you're doing, because, honey, we fucking love it. Love it, love it, love it. Anyway, girls, I'm going to let you go. You all have fun. Bye. All right, so it's time for our very first hate mail segment. Yay. Yay. So cue the music. Care Bears Countdown. Four, three, two, one. Presenting for what it's worth hate mail. (laughs) So this comes to us from... I'm going to say Serrano, Lieutenant Serrano, the Chief Science Officer of the USS Retributor. I am concerned with the incorrect statement that Star Trek and Star Wars are the same. This was last episode. They are almost, they are most certainly not the same thing. 
There's even a Wikipedia article on the differences between the two franchises. And as we know, Wikipedia is the best encyclopedia ever. And it's not like there are trivial entries on crap people don't care about, such as Wendover Boulevard or Bharapur High School in India, and other <laughs> subject, important subject matters that many people are wanting to research. Seriously, though, they're not the same. We get used to it eventually, so keep up the good work. <laughs> Signed, Lieutenant Serrano. Thank you for that love slash hate note. <laughs> I love that you got hate mail for that. Uh, well... You know, I, I played Star Wars pinball. You know, Star Trek, the next generation. You know, it's the same thing. So. <laughs> You're a dick. What are you giggling about over there, Giggles? <laughs> Just... oh, I'm a troll. <laughs> Just a little. Oh, that was awesome. We never got any hate mail after that. No, else. we didn't. <laughs> Send us hate mail. <laughs> no, Just us, kidding. Tell us your opinion of that hate mail. I never thought that that was really hate mail, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, I have to agree. Star Wars and Star Trek are very different. <laughs> see? See? I would not ever think to say that they were the same thing because they are different. Star Wars Next Generation. I didn't see it. I watched no, all okay. the other ones. <laughs> that's <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have an email from Kane. He says, hey again for what it's worth. Once again, for the last time this season, this is Kane. Although I came into knowing about your show relatively late into its season, I've enjoyed the entire thing regardless. I'm pausing for just a moment. Coming into the season late is not a bad thing because you have way more content to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard for me to pick my single favorite moment as the entire season was great. But if I really had to choose, it would be when my first email was read and you guys telling me how much you loved the picture I drew and how it even got used at your FC show, the... The one with you in the bed and the cookie? Yes. I, yeah. I had that as my icon picture for on Facebook for for at least, I don't know, for at least like two or three months or something like that. You have no idea how much that was a confidence boost for me, seeing as I, I still consider my art skills average at best. Ah. I was hoping to get another picture done in time for your season two closing, but school, real life, and even a convention got on the way. So maybe I'll have to save it for your guys' season three opener. On a side note, I've gotten into the habit of listening to your cast in the car while having to pick up my mom from work, and we even listen to it together. Oh, no. It's become a mostly non-awkward way to introduce her to the finer details of what furry is, and she even gets a kick out of the many funny moments, such as people continuing to mistake Rue for a girl. Yay! Anyway, for the last time this season, this is Kane looking forward to many more awesome shows. (laughs) Thank you for sending that email. Um... We, I really enjoyed the icon. Thank you for sending that in. And you know, I think it's hilarious that you, um, that you, that you listen to it with your mom, and that's really cool. It's really cool that you have that sort of a relationship with your mother, in which you're able to do that. So yeah, that's why we do it. You're very blessed. Do it. Would you feel okay if your kids came to you and said they wanted to be furry? Um, probably just because I know part of it. <laughs> See? I mean, unknowing. Right. Ready? Another trip. Except this one is the one that got the most nominations for favorite moment of the season. So, so would you say that this is the top favorite moment? One of the top. It's hard. There's, it's like your own children. You know, you, you have things you love about each one of them, and then you have things that you just hate. Right? Right? Right. Right. Okay, here it is. Remember listening to this bit of For What It's Worth? For What It's Worth remembers. And so does some of our audience. And also some of our guests. 
And now, listen to it again. I wish to thank you for all... I wish to thank you all for a, the great show. Thank you. Thank you. If you're ever driving in Wisconsin, Texas area, we should grab a bite to eat sometime. Wisconsin, Texas? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wichita, Kansas. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think we just got another wow. first sticker collection. <laughs> Chicken on waffles, oh lottie. <laughs> Chicken and waffles, oh lottie. Yeah. I love uh, that Bucktown made that his ringtone. I can't believe that he did that. <laughs> he made it his ringtone. <clears throat> and we actually do have Wich- um, Wichita, Kansas stickers now. Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs> You're fired. You you have got to realize that, that is the most definitive moment of the season as far as epic fails. Oh. That has just grown and grown, and it will still be growing in season three, but that's okay because... Oh, that's all right. You know what? We even have a postcard now. Stay tuned. You know, stay tuned. I'll screw up more <laughs> for your enjoyment. <laughs> And we have another email from a listener. Yes. We have Retro that has emailed in. And, yeah, I think it's cool because we listened to one of Retro's emails, his very first email, just barely. So here we go. Let's see. Hola, furry hosts. I, I just wanted to give a favorite moment of season two. One of my favorite moments was in the video game episode where Tugs tells the story of an um, oh um, an oh I'm I'm sorry anonymous for asking if Rue was um, technically a guy, and Rue went on a rant saying he he's not a woman, he's a guy, and he's got a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I had to force myself. From laughing, I had to stop. Um, wow, I had to force myself <laughs> from laughing out loud. Another is the McGrip episode. Ronji was hilarious, and Midnight, Midnight's commenting, and Midnight commenting every time he wasn't chosen to eat a McRib about how he was trying to get through the episode without eating one. I hope another episode of you guys teaming up happens again. P.S. I already know this email won't make it in time for the show. Lies. <laughs> we fit it in. Sorry, I couldn't email it in earlier. But I thought it would be nice to let you guys know some of my favorite moments anyways. And a little quote here is, As long as freedom reigns. There is always, there will always be chaos. Retro. That sounds like some pony quote. No. Thank you. Our pony <laughs> expert is right. It's not. Thank you for the email, Retro. I killed it, the email. And for your art. <laughs> if you've noticed, uh, if you actually listen to the show through our site, which is about half of you, uh, when the show comes out, it has kind of a temporary cover, and then Retro has decided 
that he's going to just keep giving us art. And we end up turning it into the show covers. Uh, a couple people have asked if they can do it too. Sure, why not? We'll put up whatever. we can. I, I see that, um, that his art has been approving a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's awesome. I love it. I love your art. You just I don't know. You're turning me into your little fan. Like I know that you're a fan of our show, but you're I don't know. Every episode that's one of the things that I look forward to. So thank you. We have a bonus email that's not on the show notes. It's from uh K-Ron. I hope I said that right. I'm a little biased as this is the first podcast I heard. Yay. But my favorite moment was in episode 23. Your talks helped me understand who I am, it's something I've been struggling with, and really got me to see how others view the fandom inside and out. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. Thank you for sending that in. We're glad we made a difference. That's why we do the show. So before we get all serious now, um, we've heard Fire Breath since episode 12, 13, something like that. It was right after Las Vegas. Uh, And he has done an outstanding job of being our announcer. He's the voice of the podcast. Uh, but of course you realize that he screwed up about two billion times. <laughs> and I've been saving all those two billion screw-ups for just this moment. Shit. Live from Further Confusion 2013, two fools have packed up their studio and hauled it across the desert, Survive cannibals. Reno and everything between to blow the doors off of FC and show the fandom what a kick-ass audience you are. And now, it's time to introduce and immerse everyone into the furry fandom. Please put your hands together for the same two fools who still remember when Saturday morning cartoons were amazing. Here are Rue and Tugs, and this is what... Oh, fuck me. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> Live from Further Confusion 2013! Two fools have packed up their studio and hauled it across the desert. Survive cannibals, Rano, and everything. And everything. To introduce and immerse everyone into the furry fandom. Please put your hands together for the same two fools who still can't. Rem- oh, shit. Welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction into the furry fandom. And now, two fools who tried to become Spider-Man and got nothing but radioactive poison... FUCK! (laughs) Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two fools who regularly stare... That... State... Ugh, fuck. (laughs) In the beginning, there was furry. All were righteous and free from evil, and were all plead... Oh, fuck. Uh, sorry, what? This isn't kind of... Okay, that fucked up. <clears throat> Those two fools six people listen to have done something right and are happy to announce their return as guests of honor for... Fuck! And are happy to announce their return as guests of honor to Fur Idaho 2013. That's right! For what it's worth is back and we're pulling... Ah, fuck. Our next show is going to be on contract with our special guest, you. We need you to call for 6944-FURRY and leave us a voicemail with your tips on how to make sure... No, not how to... How to uh, hey, I'm professional! But other <laughs> special events such as The Greatest Stallion Show in the Galaxy Stallion Show? will be presented in the... Signature... Uh, uh, <laughs> nah, 
Yeah, okay, that one's dead. Before we get our live show started, we want to thank everyone who attended and supported our efforts at Further Confusion. The cast was amazed by the response. We would also like to thank our excellent guests, M. Bunny and Joey. SHIT! You're laughing. <laughs> you know you're laughing. Oh. No, I did not say Bon Jovi! I did not say Bon Jovi. <laughs> One of his friends was in the room when he was recording it and asking him that. <laughs> oh man, uh, he does such a help. So thank you, Fire Breath, for all your help this season. Fire Breath, it's amazing. Thank you for all your hard work for the for our show and for all the epic screws. I wish that I wish they could be here. Like we have like the three of us are in the same room, and then we have a guy in Canada. <laughs> He's a Canadian guy. <laughs> we have a multinational cast. All right. Well, it's time to go to our last break. And then we're going to come back and rip open that super stuffed listener email bag. And then that will be it for season two. So stay with us. One year ago. A mishmash monster in the Salt Lake City furry scene embarked on a journey which would change his life. A year later, for what it's worth, is finally able to share his story. So, my name is Hayrider. I am uh, Abaddon Kadon. Live the experience of a new fursuiter. As, as I get into my fursuit, I feel like it's going to be basically an exaggerated version of me. As he experiences wearing his head for the first time. View the world around me changed my posture and my walk. His first fursuit tear and repair. I split the scene a little bit, and I, was, I heard it, and I was like, oh, No, that's a bad sound. Pluck, pluck, pluck. That's never good. His first challenges and steps in a new world. You know, I couldn't breathe, so I literally was running to get to the Headless Lounge. Your last chance, last summer, your last dance, to beat to your own Small conventions, medium conventions, large conventions. Um, I think, <laughs> I don't know, I think that there's going to be a higher standard um, as far as fursuits go. I mean, in a smaller con, you get a certain amount of suitors, which is awesome, but I think at a bigger con, they expect um, a little more out of you as far as performance and appearance, and so I'm really going to have to give it my all to really... Local dance clubs and everything in between. So I will be dancing every night. I don't know how long. Intertwined with the stories of others and their unique experiences. I was just, I wanted to get that sucker on and just put it on for the first time and just be a kitty. And then I jump in front of the mirror and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I don't care anymore. This is awesome. Bust out of the door and run down, down to the lobby of this hotel run out into the street, almost get hit by a car trying to cross the street, because, well, I can't see anything. But I didn't care. I had a fursuit on. I was a cat. They would stop for me. 
This will be a special you just don't want to miss. A couple of my friends had their first cons in suit, uh, Gristoff and uh, Hayrider, and it was great seeing uh, new suits getting introduced. I don't want to die again. Never come near to dying, I should say. <laughs> I love fursuiting. It's, uh, it's probably one of my biggest hobbies right now, including like drawing and, and just partying. Sam's. Go out young, a flash of lightning clips the sun, face yourself, face yourself. For what it's worth, presents My First Fursuit, coming April 21st, 2013, at noon Mountain Time. Oh, this is going to be a wild ride. And we have the listener mail. Yay! Yay! Wow. We have that bag stuffed so full. Thank you Good to everyone explode. who took time to send us we something. Have 13 emails. Yes, we do. I know, and some of them are super, super awesome. All of them are super awesome, right? We have yep. a super awesome audience. We do. So, for the last time this season, Rue, lead us in. All right, so we have one from Good Old Sean. Um, it says Hi, everyone. I love your show. I find it very informative. I also listen to Furcast, which is by listen, which which is by far more chaotic. But I like chaos. But I also like learning and taking in information in a structured manner. I would like to know ahead of time what your topics are going to be so I can send in a related email with my questions and or comments if I have them. Where can I find what the next show topic is so so that I know where to send my send my email by? Let's well, the, the, he, the way that we do that is we will announce the topic for the following show at the end of the previous show. So if you want to find out the soonest possible, that is to go to the show notes page on the day of release, which is Sunday, every other Sunday. It'll be at the bottom of the page and be labeled next episode. We don't really announce beyond that because sometimes we have to change at the last minute and also because of the timeline we have for each show. We also um, tweet about it on our Twitter and we also put a post on what emails we're looking for on our Facebook page. Yep. So, for Rue. I am glad you only sound like a chick. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me um, too. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Let's see. I once met this guy who looked and sounded like a chick. So there's more to that. Um, he was not transgender that I know of. When I first met him, he was, he was holding... He was holding hands with someone who was obviously a girl. 
I couldn't tell, I could not tell if they were a lesbian couple or a stray couple. I did not want to offend. He, he fell between a pretty boy slash handsome girl. So I thought I'd say hi and, and he, oh, and see what he sounded like. I said hi. And, and, oh, wow. He sent, he said in a voice much like yours, hi back. Damn it. Now I'm even more unsure. Panic, panic, panic. So I, I tried introducing myself. Hi, my name is blank. What? My name is blank. <laughs> <sighs> That's terrible. Let's see. Let's see, please, and this is in thought quotes. Please don't say Nick or Chris or Jesse or some other unisex name. Hi, I'm Justin. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, as comic book guy would say, most awkward introduction ever. Consider yourself lucky, Rue. Thank you for sharing that story. It's... It's hard. <laughs> All I can say is it's really hard. Um, especially when I work in customer service and people are like, yes, ma'am. You know, especially southern people, they're like, yeah, ma'am. I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tastic Toast has sent us an email. <clears throat> and what did he say? All right. <clears throat> uh, hello, for what it's worth, my name is Mr. F Ten. Mr. Tastic Toast. Mr. Tastic Toast. Toast for short. I had seen my friend Chaz Chazer. Chazor. Chazor. Uh, had done the new banner, logo, whatever you want to call it, and decided to give your show a listen. I must say, it, it has made my walks home much more enjoyable with all the ridiculousness I've come to expect from listening. Now, a couple of questions for you guys. First off, I need to state I'm 16, as it is a bit relevant. My friend is pretty new to the fandom, but isn't new to the idea of furries. She is a pretty straight, edgy girl, and it's and it's awesome. While we joke about sexual situations and junk like any other group of teens, she cannot come to accept the fact there is so much porn on F.A. I have tried to explain as much as I c could to her about it and tell her to use a filter and such, but nothing seems to work. How would you go about helping her to accept it? She wants to be part of the fandom and just is having a hard time acclimating, I suppose. Being there are a few furries in my location, we have met twice a month, originally led by Faye V and Mushy Magic, from from what I can tell. However, this has been a l large growth in the miners, including myself. Our larger meet allows us to go, but I feel that we might both... Uh, <laughs> Might be, but I feel that we might be bothering the others quite a bit, which only makes sense. Who, who likes to sit next to a bunch of snot-nosed teens, right? Uh huh. Now then, I'd like to set up another meet for us high school students. Any advice? Yeah, I have some great advice for you. So, uh, here, here's the thing. If let, let's put a different spin on this. 
I mean, the thing is, is there, there's so many people out there that, um, that have done things of, I don't know, humans, they have sex. You know, there's pornography. Really? Yeah, did you know that, Tugs? <laughs> well, you know... I just thought that was exercising in bed. <laughs> with, with a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, all that I can say is that wherever you go, pornography is there. Pornography is a big part in society. Now, here's the thing. Do you choose to not live in your society? Do you not use the internet because there's pornography on there? You know, I mean, like that—that's that's kind of my point of view that I'm coming from. But, but here's the thing with your friend. Um, you know, it's all up to her on what she wants to take out of the fandom. Um, there is that that possibility that she could put a blocker on there. So then that way, she doesn't have to look at that. Um, there's also people that don't go to F.A. at all. Um, and they're still furries. Um, I think that, you know, really trying to get her probably involved within her local community. Um, just have her come to some of the, the events that maybe you guys are running. And and start from there. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Tugs? I think my initial major response made me a jerk. Um, so I'm not going to share that one. <clears throat> the It's an interesting situation because I, as you've read that, I have kind of interpreted it as it's not so much that she's worried about seeing it. I mean, she is. But part of it is the fact that it's just there, that F.A. has a lot of porn. I mean, yeah, it does. It also has a lot of not porn. And, you know, that would it, it doesn't make sense to just completely throw it out the window and, because there's nothing else that's as good right now in terms of the diversity of, of content. And so, it really is, you know, people aren't going to try and thrust porn in your face if you go to For Affinity. They want to be able to enjoy what they want to enjoy as much as you want to be able to enjoy what you want to enjoy. So just let two people get along, set the filter, and move on with it. You know, there are plenty of people on FA that don't want to look at porn. There are plenty of artists on FA that say they won't draw porn, and that's fine. It's just about mutual respect, you know? Also, at cons. Like, at cons, right. you know, you go there, some people go there expecting that they're going to see all this, like, sex and stuff. No. You know, like... It happens with people who want to have it happen in places that it's designated for, which is Well, I'm meaning mostly about the art as well. well. Yeah. And, you know, there's designated sections. Like, if there's the art auction, they do have a, a section that's 18 plus, and, and just know that... You don't go there and they have at the dealer's den table each of them are required to um you know any pornography to to make sure that you know they they mark it as 18 plus and you know what if you don't want to look at it you don't okay. have to look at it but i understand where she's coming from she's coming from that it's still there it's still present and i can understand um coming from maybe a similar background you know, you know, to counter that, though, and I don't think this is exclusive to furry, but it, to build on your point, people have sex. We would not exist as a species. You wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if two people hadn't gotten together in the sack and done it. It's just how it is. <laughs> and one of the things I love about furry is that we don't, we don't mess around with this whole notion of sex shouldn't be talked about. We, we acknowledge sex. 
happens. We're very open about the fact that it happens. We also have realized that, you know what, there's a designated place. There are designated ways to demonstrate, like, you know, this, this book has porn. So you put it right on there. This is porn. If you don't want to look at it, don't look at it. But we're not, as a, as a group, we've all decided, you know, if you go to a con, basically, this is how I'm saying this. We've all decided that sex happens, there is pornography, and people who want to enjoy it and can enjoy it responsibly, if that can happen with porn, uh, are going to do it. We're not going to pretend that sex is this thing. Mm-hmm. It is taboo and horrible. We just, we rope it off, and we treat it with respect, just like anything else that we have at cons. And to me, I think it's one of the greatest joys about the fandom is there's none of this other stuff that goes on. <laughs> Everyone can get along. Exactly. Exactly. And she's going to have, I don't know. And you don't she, have to partake she, of it. Yeah, exactly. She can get out of, um, she can get what she wants to get out of it. Right. Um, there's ways that she can go about doing it to where she can have a furry experience without having to you know, see pornography or, or indulge in it. Or, or, yeah, or it. even risque stuff. Exactly. So, that is a wonderful question. And uh, we hope that you got something out of it. But yeah, for me, the bottom line is is it's better to have a, a discussion and say, you know what, we acknowledge we're all having sex. Some of us want to talk about it more than others. But we're not going to suppress it because suppression just breeds curiosity and misinformation. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, the, the only thing, I mean what you might be able to do you might not be able to do anything at all that's what I'm trying to say um, support her support her just be there for her be her friend um, but don't push her if you push her force her to do something that she doesn't want to do don't do it mm-hmm. and that should be the same for everyone don't force things on people Yep. if they're open they're open but you know we all have a basic sense of what's right and wrong we all can get along and I don't care who you say you are we do all have a basic sense of right and wrong you're giving me looks <laughs> Uh, we do that. We all know what's cool and what's not cool on a basic level. And as long as you follow that sense of the go and expect the golden rule, you'll get along just fine. So whose email do we have next? Wait. Oh. Wait. Oh, go ahead. There's more? Lastly, Tugs, what is your favorite thing to munch on? We all know Ru- Rue loves cookies, but yes, what about you? And Rue, what is your least favorite cookie? Gotta be something in the world that of tasty that you don't enjoy. Keep up the amazing work, guys. From your new listener, Toast. I don't like ass cookies. <laughs> wow, okay. I adore, actually, here's the big secret. I love cheesecake, but you can't put whipped cream on it because I'll get sick of the whipped cream. Oh. But I do enjoy a good piece of cheesecake. I'm a fat person saying that. <laughs> I don't know. The cookies. You know what the, I don't know. You know what the I don't cookie like, is? I don't like hard cookies, like really hard cookies. Like that. I don't know. I like ginger snaps. Ginger snaps are good. Especially um, cookies. Yeah, especially scooters, definitely. But, um, I don't know. Really hard cookies that are, like, stale as a girl. Yeah. Gingerbread cookies are good, too. All right. Jody has sent us a mail. Uh, she, at the top, prefaced and said that I could read it in a British accent. I'm not going to do that, because, to be perfectly honest, and I'm sorry, Jody, but here's why. I find that it must be terribly insulting to people when you try and do their accent and you do a horrible job of it. You know, it's funny if you do it in jest, but... Just, just try it for just no, a couple of no, seconds. No, I'm not. And on, so I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read it like I always read it. <laughs> I just couldn't do it right, and I hate it when it sounds cheesy. Hello, for what it's worth. I am a shy 26-year-old electronic technician who, after many years of the internet, has just begun posting anything to a forum for the first time due to the furry fandom. UK fur. 
I live in Nottingham, England. Yay! I have no artistic abilities, but I have an appreciation for certain art. I enjoy mountain biking, snowboarding, and almost all forms of motorsport. For a number of years now, I have been a huge fan of anthropomorphic cartoons and animated films, and the typical response from my family or friends when I have been found watching cartoons or animated films is, Grow up, or you're too old for kids' cartoons. Before finding and listening to your podcast, my initial thought of oh, people who dress in animal costumes, aka furries, was a weird fetish or sex thing, as I had seen that CSI episode when it aired in the UK, and jumped to conclusion people who did that sort of thing did it for the sex. Wow, how wrong was I, and how pleased I was to be wrong. I really need to thank all at For What It's Worth, Past and Presence, for your podcast has done for me, as I have now found myself wanting to get involved within the furry community. I also find, while listening to your show, I'm agreeing to pretty much everything you're saying, except baby furs. I don't get that. I started listening to the podcast from episode zero around two weeks ago, and I've reached season two, episode four, Mother and the Fandom. I will have caught up in another two weeks or so. Still trying to determine my persona, but I suspect there's an element of Fox along with Kali and German Shepherd. I'd really like to find new friends and get involved with the fandom. My question, problem, challenge is that I have no idea how to approach the local needs in my area, and I really do not want to come across as a creeper. Do I just announce that I will be attending on the forums and show up? Yes, no? Yes. I, I think that it would be good to say, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to be showing up, and this is my first time. Um, I'd like to introduce myself. You know, maybe say, you know, if you don't have your species yet, just say who you are and, you know, maybe what some of your hobbies are, what you, what you like, and just say that you are excited to get to know um, some people that you know, that are going to be attending the meet. And I, I'm sure that there's going to be people that are going to be commenting like, oh, that's going to be really cool. And if you get a couple names and you can find the names of the people that are there, um, what I actually did to get in to a furry group is I actually, um, I brought a talent. I love creating things and um, I'm a balloon artist, so I make some balloons. Um, and I just make balloons for everybody because that's um, one of my talents and I guess it was my security blanket in trying to break the ice, trying to ease my way into it. So, you know, if you have some sort of a talent that's appropriate to be sharing. Um... <laughs> Only in the furry fandom do you have to say that. <laughs> Anyways. Then take it. Yeah. Next question. How do I find out if the people are crazy or too young, immature, or I'm too old and boring before I go to the meet? Take experience. Yeah, you just have to go, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, how do I avoid making myself look like a complete fool and making the first leap into the fandom? Guess what? You're going to make yourself look like into Like, you're going to be a fool. It's just, it's just going to happen. Think of it this way, right? We are all fools. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? That's the beauty of things. When you take a, take a step into the unknown, you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You know, things are going to happen like that. It happens anytime that there's some sort of major change that's in your life. Just know that there are people that love you, people that care about you. Just get up, keep going, and keep moving forward. And hold on for the wild ride. Exactly. Love the show on both you guys. Best regards, Jody. P.S. Cookies. Nom, nom, nom. Yay, Chocolate cookies. and orange. Nom, nom, nom. Ah, crumbs. <laughs> P.P.S. Sorry for the long email. I did try to make it as readable as possible. Thank you. I realize that uh, I may have butchered the gender, so Jody, I'm sorry if I did. <laughs> I love that we got an email from the UK. We actually had two on the show. Really? 
Yeah, so welcome to all the UK audience. I, uh, I understand that we're becoming a little bit of a discussion piece at certain meets, so thank you to those of you who are helping us with that. Definitely. Thank uh, you. It's, like I said a long time ago, it's just so cool that we, <laughs> we can sit in this little room and produce a show just for fun. And I, I never get over the fact that we have six listeners that love us to death. <laughs> I really don't. I love it. I love it. Our six listeners, how, how much <laughs> they love us. Okay. So um, this one says... Who's it from? Oh, this is from Christian. Um, why do people think, why do people always think furry is a sexual fetish? There are so many people who have, who have had a, there are so many people who have an, in challengeable opinion, um, that furry fandom equals kinky sex. I would like to try and get an understanding where they are coming from. Love you guys. Biggest fan. Christian. P.S. I hate that I can't find any other furs in my area. I wish I could find some. Unhappy face. Unhappy face. Yep. So, uh, what do you think, Tugs? I, th- I think it's... There's a lot of reasons why uh, the furry fandom can be perceived as a sexy fandom. Um, but uh, building on what I said earlier, we are more open about sex. We don't we treat it as it happens. It's normal. We embrace it. Uh, and it's in society in general. It's not like that. Uh, I think it, it's more open in places like Europe and Asia. Uh, but like in North America, uh, it's it's very much not. And as the media looks for things that are different, they're gonna fix it on things that make them money, and that happens to be sex. Yep. Um, and because so, sex sells. Sex sells. That's just it. Uh, and, you know, that CSI episode and Sex 2K and National Geographic. I really wish that someone would come along with a good reputation, just come along and make an actual real documentary of the fandom. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not an outsider anymore. So, you know, maybe maybe we really are that sexy. I don't think we are. I just think that we're different. Uh, and people aren't used to that level of openness. Well, that's why me and you do this show. Mm-hmm. And we do this show because we we know that there are so many different avenues of the furry fandom. And it's not just about sex. So, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you for the email, Christian. We now go to Lion. Well, he had that other question. Oh, sorry. He can't find any other furries in his area. He wished that he could find some. What? Do you have advice for that? Wait till you're 18. Is he not of age? No. 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 Um, if you can find a meet, um, you'll have to just Google for it or meet up through Facebook um, and see if they admit minors, because it's very, very much a varying thing depending on the group. And I'll um, be honest with you, even if your, um, even if your local group doesn't have like a permission slip, I would write up a permission slip and have your parents sign it and give it to an admin or something like that. Not every group has that. Well, I don't know. Just have a permission slip that you're carrying around. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Means... well, Go ahead. You you tell us, Miss Mama. If your kid comes to you and says, "I want to go hang out at a furry meet," what do you do? Do you go with them, or do you give them? Or would you be willing to give them permission slip? How would you want your kid to tell people, "I am not 18. Don't take me home." <laughs> don't take me home. <laughs> um. 
I I am a protective mom, so I'd end up going with them to see what it's about. I I like knowing what my kids are doing, who they're with, kind of thing. And you're more approachable than most parents, right? So yeah. But in, and you know moms that, and I'm, I'm thinking Christian's probably in the situation where he's not gonna be able to go to his mom and go, I want to go to a furry meet. Um, what would be a good way to possibly broach that conversation? Um, to be honest, parents, they like to laugh at their kids. It's true. So you bring it up in a funny manner <laughs> and you sort of treat it like, look, I have this awesome thing um, and I want to show you it and make it sound as much as much fun as possible kind I of thing. I completely agree with you. The thing is, is people come out and they're like, it's almost like coming out from the closet that that they're gay or something no. like that. No! Like, what? It's not like that. Coming out like, I'm furry You mom. don't come out as furry. <laughs> like, you don't need to have a come out moment. Hey, well, no. A furry is a hobby or lifestyle, depending on how you take it, but either way, it's not something that, it's something you're participating actively in and choosing to do. It's not something that you're inherently given, like, I'm gay. And so, you can't come out of the closet about something that you're into. You just are into it. I know, I know. I'm, I'm going to get fire arrows for that. But you were saying... But making it sound like a lot of fun, making it sound like, look, this is what I'm interested in, this is my hobby kind of thing, and saying I want to show you this, and make it an upbeat conversation rather than a, you know, I know that you've heard about furries, and I know that this is what you think of them, but, you know, that's not what they are. Not defending them, just bringing them to the to the group and let the letting them decide because it could be that they decide that you're too young for the the group that's there i mean if it's a whole bunch of 40 year olds that you're going to they'll probably say uh let's wait until you're older and then you can join the group <laughs> but but yeah play, play it straight you. play it straight no matter what you do mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. definitely we've talked about that before yep all right what do we, what all right uh lion Lions. Lions email. Hello, my name is Lions, and although I'm not new to the fandom, I am new to this podcast. I'm only about two and a half episodes in, so if you've already answered a question similar to this, then I apologize for wasting your time. I'm 15 and and have been a furry for a few years now, and I've been trying to come up with a way to find uh, find locals where I live. I'm too shy to tell anyone. I don't have a fursuit or even a tail. I'm decent at writing, or at least I think so. I think I am. But I don't write about anamorphic animals. I I don't even listen to the music produced by other furries. I just I just love the online community, the artwork, and fr- quite frankly, your podcast. So, in other words. I'm terrified of some jerk finding out I'm a furry and I want and I want other furries to know about me. This could be hopeless though considering there may not even be a furry in my area. So this leads me to my question. Is there any specific way I can I should express myself or should I just keep this all to myself until later years? Thanks for ta- taking the time to read this, whether this is related to the show topic or not. I just love to su- love some help, lions. 
being 15 and knowing that you are interested in the furry fandom, it's a very difficult position to be in. Um, we were all 15 months, and I remember it quite vividly. Um, the, the secret really is this. You're, you're at an interesting time because you're, you're in school and people are cruel to you in school. It's just, that's just it. Everyone is running around in that building every Monday through Friday with all the same insecurities you are and to get it, everything taken care of, we'd all just act like assholes to each other and when we're 15 is really what it is. And it doesn't stop. It goes on and hopefully by the time you're in your mid-20s, it's worn off. Hopefully. I mean, we've all, I mean, I'm sure everyone here can say that you were an ass to someone because you had your own insecurities at one point. Would you all agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what it really is, um, is time will take care of a lot of this, but you're never going to be into something um, without having someone be a detractor. You're never going to be universally popular or universally liked. Um, your best hope is that you can be civil with people, even if they don't agree with what you're into or what you stand for or whatever they don't like about you, and that you can treat them the same way back. Uh, and so as long as you let that reality set in and become comfortable in your own skin, which can be hard to do when everyone's 15 and acting like assholes to each other, um, if you become comfortable in your own skin, you'll be a lot better off. Uh, and that's really the secret. You won't be able to join anything, be it furry, AA, the Boy Scouts, 4-H, whatever they offer. I don't know what they offer anymore. Uh, and without having someone try and make fun of you. But you know what? That's just, that's life, and it'll go away. I mean, just get comfortable with who you are, because no one hates anything more than someone who has security in themselves and that they can't crack. They're, exactly. They have their own insecurities they're transferring to you. And that's my soapbox. Boop, boop. Just continue to be confident, you know? Be proud of who you are. Like, I mean, that, that's that's kind of what I, like, kind of what Jenica just, just said before. Um, you know, if you do have a friend that you're come, you know, you're basically telling them, you know, your interests and different things like that, they'll make a big deal out of it. You know, you can just say, you know, hey, I'm interested in, in this sort of an art or, you know, I'm interested in in mascotting and stuff like that. I think it's really cool or... Right, exactly. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, you probably don't want to be running around high school, I'm a furry, running around on tables and... Never do that. Rolling around <laughs> on, the, on the food and... Just kidding. So... Alright, well, thank you for the email. Uh, next up, we have Sketch the Ginger Cow, ambassador of the Interstellar Grand Sovereignty of Aquapolis. Holder of the holy of the moldy old pot chalice of reeds, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he says. Hello again, chaps. Before I start, I want to think, to say that I think I feel uber honored for making your guests tear up a bit. I'm glad it was from the heart enough for you guys to really get something good to work off of. All right, here's this episode's quandary. Since I'll be off to college, as I stated earlier, I took some time to look into furries in Michigan and across the Midwest and discovered that Michigan State University, which I will be attending, has a pretty high furry population compared to many other schools in the state. Lucky you. They've gone to the point where the residents of the area, old and new, were discussing a possible fur meet for some time later this year. I'm thinking about attending, but I don't really know what I'll be up against. What should I expect to happen at a fur meet aside from the obvious? I'd like to have a metaphorical tool belt ready for this first real dive into furry social life. What are your thoughts? P.S. I am a ginger in all senses of the word. I have blazing red hair, freckles beyond count, the palest skin and an Irishman living in Michigan with an outdoor job can have, and, according to many, the absence of a soul. 
Not to worry, I siphon little bits of life force from all I come in contact with, so I think I'm covered. I even eat raw ginger, which is delicious but painful. My fursona shares the same traits, although his first haste is hide from burning to a crisp the moment he steps outside. Lucky. Also, I didn't have time to send you some fan art this mail, but keep on the lookout for one coming soon. Keep on the lookout for those mythic furry drugs of yours. <laughs> furry responsibly, sketch, as if one epitaph was enough. Yay! Expect it. Here's your answer. Expect it to be just like a party. Yep. Expect it to be like just people being chilling. friendly, it's chilling. Just, it's just chilling, but you're all wearing tails. Exactly. It's going to be awesome for you. I'm excited for you and your first experience. Be excited about it because um, it's going to be an adventure that's going to start a chain of events that it's going to be it's going to be a, a fun ride for you so good luck in college definitely it's actually worth it trust me <laughs> it's worth it people <laughs> like it when you have degrees yes they do they do all right next email is from bray all right so bray mm-hmm. number seven. Oh, <laughs> that was me <laughs> okay he says I don't know if this is considered art, but I thought it might be cute. I I have started I have seen all of your episodes. Keeping up keep up the great work. Love Bree. PS Foxes are not smart smarter animals. Wait. Oh ha ah, ah, ah. No, I messed up again. Foxes are not starter animals. I'm one. <laughs> Not smarter animals. I am smart. <laughs> Not starter animals. <laughs> well, she has this little image that says, "Save me, Mister Roo." I mean, save me, Super Roo. She. What? She. I didn't say she. Yes, you did. He. He. She. It. You just proved oh, the just... point. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Anyways, save me, Super Roo. Hello, cookie. Thank you for the email. Next, we have an email from Rex the Pyrofolf. Right. Oh, hey. I didn't see you you there, for what it's worth. I hear... I heard you a few episodes... (laughs) I didn't see you either. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I heard you a few episodes ago mention the sad passing of Lemonade Coyote. Oh, I'm so sad about that. I wrote this about him for... A role model project at school and I thought maybe you guys could read it too. As for the people who knew Tim, you know he deserves to be remembered for many reasons. The essay was never finished because it's just plain hard for a 14 year old to a great friend who passed but still I hope you don't mind. This essay will be about a good friend of mine not to mention a great role model. Sadly, however, no one is around forever. My comrade passed away just a few weeks ago. Tim Lemonade Coyote McCormick was a good guy and was always there for me. Although he had little patience, he stayed cool most of the time. Some of the ways he was a great role model was he listened. No matter what it was, he would sit down anywhere and just listen and talk. A year and a half ago, my dad's parents passed. I was devastated and Coyote knew it, so he offered to take me to the to a junkyard and just walk off the pain. Just because I was 13 and he was 22 
doesn't mean we can't get along. Another thing that I admired was the fact that he was an ambulance driver. That may nor seem that great bit great, but think about it. What ambulance drivers? Without ambulance drivers, more people might have died due to not being able to get to the hospital. As I have thought about it, it always surprised me that with how much death and turmoil he may have seen, he could still be just as happy as a coyote can be. Other things included teaching me things. Aside from being an ambulance driver, he was also decent with mechanics. He taught me a lot of skills, most of which I still use. Finish. Now I understand that you guys at For What, for what It's Worth are busy, so I thank you greatly for reading. It must, it means a lot. Keep up the good work, guys, and Rue, I hope you read the letter right. Winky face. <laughs> Good thing I didn't get a chance to read that letter. <laughs> you know, that that reminds me of something. Uh, Jenica and I were, were, like I was saying earlier, we were hanging out earlier this week. Uh, and we were done. We were doing some walks around the lake. And there was a car accident. And, and we didn't actually see this SUV until it had stopped. But we definitely heard the tire blow. And it flipped end over end three times. And basically came to a rest in the ditch. Um... And I was commenting to her that I'm glad that we live in a country, because a lot of countries you don't, where an ambulance driver can be there within minutes. Because a lot of places, that is not the case. And that, yeah. and that even though we have all these problems in the world, we've still managed to maintain that. The crew up there, I mean, there was an HP that showed up minutes after it happened, and then everybody showed up within probably 20 minutes. And there was the whole gang there. Even a fire truck showed up. And thank goodness the guy, it looked like he only had a broken arm when I passed by him. <laughs> I hope that that was all that was in that car. Yeah, a corner of the <laughs> Was car that guy. Gone. And so, yeah, I mean, be grateful for people like Lemonade. You know, he's no longer with us because they do provide something wonderful. Uh, and you won't appreciate it till you get the call that someone's in the hospital. And you'll appreciate whoever that driver was who got him there. Or you're the one in the hospital, God forbid. Uh, but thank you for the essay. Thank you for sending that in. Um, I recently had, um, yeah, I recently had a death in my family and, um, yeah, I, I can understand, um, your loss and my heart goes out to you. Next email. All right. It says, hello, I don't want, uh, wow. I don't know what the topic is for, for this episode because I can't find the topic. But I would like to say, um, what, what I would like to say is from the previous episode, you can spend Fox dollars on Foxness and Foxy Grandpa Hat. Foxy Grandpa Hat? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. I believe you. Grandpa Hat. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> Um, P.S. I made this Fox Dollar coin, um, giant cook, giant coin cookie for Rue, but I ate it. I had the grumbles. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he took a little picture of it. It's so cute. I would have liked to have eaten it. 
thank you so much for sending that email in the picture. That's super cute. Next. It says, mm-hmm. says um, like, one fox dollar on it. It's cute. Go ahead. I hope I say this right, even though there's a pronunciation key. The next email is from Zenikai. Hello to everyone at For What It's Worth. Here's the second UK email. How is everyone doing? It's Zenikai, the Arctic Fox from England. I just wanted to send a short email just to say that I love the show. It's great how many different podcasts or radio shows have different niches. For example, for a quest with the Blue Army and the Yog Pod with Jaffa Cakes. And now for What It's Worth with cookies. I love cookies so much now. My favorite has got to be the white chocolate chip cookie. Back to the show, because Yay. I love it. <laughs> because I love it, I have recommended it to my friends who are starting to download the episodes now. I would love to give a few shout-outs to my best fur friends, Sornir, a fantastic cosplayer, and Stolas Hellhound, who created amazing commissions for me, and all the lovely London furs who I will meet up with very soon. Anyway, keep up the amazing work, guys. I love you guys and your show so much. From your English Arctic Fox, Zenikai, colon three. I love that we're getting you up from the UK. <laughs> I'm such a dork. <laughs> um, actually, I uh, wrote back uh, before we went to air and thanked Zenikai very much for helping us out in the UK and telling people about us. So really, we do appreciate it. And we're more than happy to read your emails and shout outs on the air. Yay. Thank you. Oh, I think I have the next email. You do? I do. I do. This email is from Lil Chu. He's an artist on FA. I adore him to death. <laughs> he says, Hey, Lil Chu here. I just want to let you all know that the show is really fun and awesome to hear. Colon three. Keep up the amazing work. Sure, we'll stay tuned. See, colon. That's it? Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> I like short emails. <laughs> Half of the time because I mess up on them. <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen, he's a, he's a really cool guy and kind of cool to hear from him. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that he sent something in to us. I have, how did I get three in a row? I don't know. You have another You're the one who's in charge. <laughs> you have emails, people. Don't blame me for my bad distribution, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is from Tack. He says, hey, Tug Andrew. My name is Tug, so I have an S on the end. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> the name's Dakota, or Tack for short. Recent listener here, and I wanted to drop you a note to say hello. I've only had a chance to fear a few episodes, so while I don't have a favorite moment to share, I would like to say thanks for putting out such an insightful and plain enjoyable show. Thank Aww, you. thank you. Small piece of history. I got into the fandom around 2004-5, right before the my freshman year of college. Pretty tumultuous time in my life, and I fell deep into a rabbit hole of furriness. Ended up crashing and burning spectacularly, story for another time. Severed all ties with the fandom for about seven years. Fast forward. Now I'm married to my beautiful wife and have an amazing daughter. My head's on right, and I felt inclined to reach out to some of my furry friends from back then. I'm thrilled to say they welcomed me with open arms, and I have really enjoyed stepping back into the fandom. The quality content you guys broadcast is a perfect example of how truly fun and immersive the fandom can be. Looking forward to future episodes and to becoming a more active listener, consider this Red Wolf a fan for life. Much love, Tack. Yay! Thank you, Tack. That's awesome. I think it's cool that you're a red wolf. Because <laughs> I'm a red fox. <laughs> All right, and then we have one more email. It's the final email. It of is the season. final email of the season. I get to read it. Hopefully, I don't mess up. All right, here we go. Hi, it's Bree Pup from California. I 
Yay for California! I would say, I would have to say, my favorite moment were either the Thankful Hearts or Mother's Day. I wanted, I kind of wanted to share why I, I am thankful, if that's okay. This year, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And I kind of went into a dark place. Dark place with it at first. And then I found the, the fandom. And it got, and it got better sh- um, shortly after that. I found the podcast. And let me just say, waiting for you, for you guys every week helps me move. Sorry. I'm going to tear up. <laughs> Read the synopsis from the beginning. I'll, I'll edit here. This year, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And I kind of went into a dark place with it at first. And then I found the fandom. And it got a little better shortly after that I found the podcast. And let me just say... Waiting for you guys every week helps me move through the week. Not quite pain-free, but well enough. I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Tell Koru he's amazing too. P.S. I have listened to almost all of the episodes. I also love the Baby Fur episode. I'm glad that we were able to help you through the week and anyone else who listens to us to get by um, that's why we do the show we just try to make a difference so. I'm a sap <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult diagnosis to get thank you thank you for sending in your emails thank you for supporting us and you guys are great that's why we do this show we do this show for you because we believe in being furry. We believe in what is in our hearts. And we're grateful to be able to have an audience that's willing to support us, that's willing to send us amazing emails like this. We love you guys and we're grateful to be able to be part of this fandom. To be able to just to reach out, to touch you guys in your heart. <laughs> We're grateful for you guys. And you warm this Foxy's heart. And you make my life worth something. I swear if you say in the name and keep talking. <laughs> no, it's it has been an absolute joy getting emails from everyone and knowing that it makes a difference um, on a very personal level in a big way like that. And you know, we're just grateful that you're still listening to us. And I think we've pretty much summarized my feelings otherwise. It has been one hell of a wonderful season. It's been an emotional roller coaster. 
and it's been great. Thank you for staying tuned with, tuned with us and riding this ride with us, taking adventure. We hope to take you on another adventure next season. Don't forget though, there's still one episode. There is. And we hope you all have a nice box of Kleenex for it. <laughs> You'll need it. <laughs> Any last words before we wrap it up? Cookies are amazing! Yay! <laughs> and so are you guys. Jenica? I... It's been fun. It's been fun since I just started hanging out and knowing the fandom. So it's been fun to come and enjoy the show that, from this side of the tracks, too. Along with listening at home. I have never thought that I would get involved in something like this. And to see the response has been incredible. And... I, I tell you this sincerely, that every time someone says they listen to the show, or every time someone takes a few minutes to write an email, it means the world. It really, really does, because you could be doing a million other things with your time, and the fact that you took some time to say a few kind words, it totally makes a difference, and has made it worth it. I've had a blast this season, and I am excited for next, the next and final episode that we'll put out, and I am excited to come back for the first weekend in June. Um, so that's that. So a little housekeeping, I think, before we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. We, we're gonna do um, for the off season. We'll do a couple re-releases of the of, of the best listened to episodes. Um, so you won't be without us. Uh, <laughs> you'll be with copies of us. <laughs> While we get ready for season three, we've got a few changes coming down the pike. Things that we're going to add. Nothing bad. Um, we're going to keep all your favorite stuff. We just have new stuff we're getting ready to introduce. We're just gonna we're gonna blow your guys' mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got a great episode coming up in two weeks. My first first suit. So we hope you really like that. It's been in the works forever, and it is part of season two. Um, but since it won't be recorded like a normal show, do us a favor. If you guys enjoy this next episode. Um Write us. Tell us how you feel about this next episode. We want to hear it. Yeah. Do write us in the offseason. Our email yeah. isn't shutting down. Trust me. We'll get it. We we'll will respond. reply to your um, to your emails during the offseason. Also, we have our Facebook, Twitter. Um, use we, it. Yeah. Voicemail will still be open. Nothing's shutting down. We're just, we're just recharging the batteries, you know, making sure that we are good to go for some improvements. We're taking a long-deserved break. <laughs> it's not that long. It's just a month, but still... So, once again, thank you for listening. All right. This has been Rue. This is Tugs. Scott. <laughs> this is Quinn Stormcloud. This, this is Jenica. This is Amy. This is Tewol. This is Uro. This is Ranji. <laughs> Seriously. I like long walks on the beat. I'm a white tiger. And, and this is Ben. And this is Kaj. And Click. Sit stoked. And Zato. If it's not one of us, it's the other one, okay? Yeah. She's always right. I can't remember. Hey, Ryder. This is Firebreath. And Kuru. And this has been For For What what It's it's worth. Worth.